We are live. The return of Tree Lions TV Euros. Can you Euros edition. Can you explain why it's been a return? What have you been doing, Liam? I've been making music videos, bro. True. Bullshit. We made a music video about six weeks ago. True. And then what about you, Will? What about you? I've been in a Sazy Land. Okay, you're in a Sazy Land, which is a translation for. Lazy Ken. Lazy Ken. Which, which is, is awesome. translation for <laughs> Lazy Ken. <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> but anyway, return of Three Lines TV for the Euros, which has now been going on for about a week and a half. Two ma- two gameplays have been played. It's been what? A- gameplay? Yeah, gameplay. gameplay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck is gameplay? Are you yeah. watching FIFA? <laughs> so yeah, second, we're, we're here the morning after the shite before. Um, <laughs> England, yeah. England last night, mm. not the best, although I can't remember too much, but I was actually slightly kind of gone. <laughs> yeah, I had four, four cans, bro. To that, I've never seen him so lively in the last six months of living with him. So yeah, that's, you didn't miss that's much. what I needed to You didn't miss much. You didn't remember it because it was a game of shots. You were like shouting that every time Sterling wasn't making a no, full I was just run. Trying to, that to that be was insane. I was just trying to wind everyone up so that people would be... You know, getting on the Greenish bandwagon as well. I was just hating on everything Foden or Sterling did. Oh, just get him off, get Grealish on. And it worked. By half time, you were saying it as well. Oh, get him on, get him on. Although, to be fair, he didn't even do that much when he came on. He passed it directly to a Scotland player. I'm not happy. That one's true. I'm not To the sidelines. misplacing passes. No, no, that was like directly to the player. I didn't even see if there was any white shirts around him. And then he does it 10 minutes later to some guy with a fucking bib on. No, no, I'm not having He's that a one. He's a blind bat. Well, 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 let's not get caught into a Grealish hype again. This is a Three Lions TV podcast, not well, a Grealish well, podcast. A little bit of Grealish hype. So, well, let's, so, let's at least start with the match. Yeah. I mean, well, also we should mention Croatia. I don't think we got too hyped about Croatia anyway, despite mm-hmm. the win. We thought that was kind of masking a lot of problems, which then have been identified in the Scotland match. Yeah. I mean... So, I'd, I mean, obviously we think our midfield is too defensive and too crabby. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the main takeaway. I think what was annoying was the reaction of the general media to the win against Croatia. The reality was Croatia were very poor. I know, like, their, their team's good on paper, but watching the game, they created nothing and they weren't good, Croatia. I mean, we weren't particularly good either. That game was, we started well... And it was the usual thing where we, we started quite well and then it just it was teetering away and it wasn't going well. By the time we scored, we scored at the perfect um, time because we weren't playing well at that point. And I felt like the game was just beginning to turn and it kind of, it papered over the cracks a lot. And then people were coming out afterwards saying, oh, it was an amazing win and everything. And, and a lot of pundits were saying, let's name an unchanged team. And that was the problem. We shouldn't have named an unchanged team because against Scotland, you don't need Rice and Phillips. And he kept them on for the whole game. And that was I don't like um, how pundits look at one game as a win and they're like, all right, let's, let's continue yeah. that. Like, every game's different, yeah. you know? Like, and I, I don't believe that Croatia team was as good as the last one we played at the World Cup. Mm. You know, they had a lot of young players in their defence. They really only had the three people in their midfield. Yeah, I mean, their team's good on paper. They just... But you've got to go... But it's not better than England. They, it's nowhere yeah. near better than England. They, they, they didn't play against well. Czech Republic. They weren't, they weren't that good yeah. either. No. They're, they're not they, like, they, were... they They've dropped off as a team. Even Kramrich, Rebic, and... Uh, like, what's that? Per- Perisic. They're yeah. not as good as they used to be well, anymore. Modric either. Yeah. Modric is not as good yeah, as he used no, to be yeah. anymore. Yeah. Brozovic has a part-time role at Chelsea. Um, 
obviously Brozovic is still, you know, probably their best midfield at the moment. But yeah. and, and then you look at the young players they had, you know, oh, Gavardio. Gavardio, like, yeah, And then what's that the goalkeeper they had? Like, you know. Yeah, I never heard of him. But again, we as a team should be doing better against Croatia. There is no reason we should be setting up with two defensive midfielders against Croatia. So, so who do you play instead of though? Who comes in then? We should have one DM. There was no reason to have. Oh, two wait, DM. you're talking about against Croatia. Even though? against Croatia, I thought we should have. We should yeah. have done. Them. I mean, it, his team made a bit more sense given it was against Croatia because we expected them to dominate the ball, and so he wanted, you know, having two more defensive-minded midfielders in that game wasn't so much of an issue. And actually, Calvin Phillips attacked quite well, which was probably the best player in that game, although I think it was a one-off mm. and people got a bit carried away by that performance. But against Scotland, I think we were saying this in, in, in podcasts in the first few episodes, against teams like Scotland, you can play, you can afford to play the likes of Mount and, and Foden in midfield, not just, out on the wing. You could just see, though, like that when we picked up the ball like just after our halfway line, there was just no, there just was, no it was so slow, no, no movement, movement no one progressing the ball forward. I mean, and no wonder Kane, I don't think, has had a, a very good first two games. Mm. We always look too slow and passive, and the problem is this is this is on purpose. This is mm. this is Southgate's tactics. He wants to be slow. He wants to be patient. Because he's always thinking about getting open up the other way. Exactly. He's, he's conservative. He's a conservative manager. So, so I mean, but is there positives to take from it? You know, we haven't conceded a goal. You know, we knew we were going to play like this. It was never going to be the the incredible tiki-taka, whatever fucky-facker football look that like, we talked about. It was always going to be this quite patient, passive play with, you know, we, we predicted this midfield from, from ages ago. Mm. You know, whether it's Henderson or whether it's Rice, it's always going to be, a th- you know, a three with Mount being your most creative player, which, was, which is never going to be... You know, scintillating football. The problem I have now is when you have a conservative manager, does he really believe we'll win a tournament even well, with the does, best players? Yes. I mean, he... I don't think he does. I think well, we'll Southgate get... obviously thinks he can win this tournament. I don't the way he I is. I don't think he does. I think you get... don't think Southgate thinks he can win no, the tournament. No, not the way he plays. I don't think he has enough. He doesn't give enough confidence. He doesn't have enough confidence in the players we have to attack games. Yeah, but wait, wait, wait. Are you saying Southgate doesn't think he can win the Euros? No, no. I think. I think. There's a, he thinks there's a possibility that England could win. But what will happen is we'll play a bigger team like a France or a mm. Germany or whatever, lose, and they'll be like, well, you know, you look at the players they have, we can't, we can't match that level. I, you see that kind of scapegoating kind of like, you know, talk that he always does, always try to play us down. We're a good team and we should be playing to attack from the get-go. Yeah, we no, should be on I level of a France. Really the difference with France and us, we said this yesterday, there isn't much of a difference, but, you know, they play quite negative. They've got a negative manager. Well, France do, yeah. But they have Mbappe, and Mbappe does, you know, cause trouble when he's a he special player. He makes yeah. the difference. But it's annoying when you see that. You're like, well, you know, if we just upped our gear a bit, we could punish teams. Mm. I, mean, I, th- I think the one thing you could say though is, so far, of the disappointment was against Scotland. If you're looking at the Croatia game and the Scotland game, and someone told you you drew one of those and you won one of those, you would have expected us to draw against Croatia, and to beat Scotland. But the fact it's the other way around means I do think the way Southgate plays works probably better against bigger teams. Mm. But the problem is he just doesn't know how to set up against the smaller teams. So what it'll be interesting next game to find out against Slovakia. Is he going Check to uh, uh, Check oh, Robert, sorry. Is he going to red alert, red alert, red alert, twenty one cancel him, cancel him. Is he going to actually, you know, play Two creative I think, players. I think the system, the system won't change. If it'll, it'll be personnel, 
it'll be Henderson maybe coming in. I could easily see that. I'd like to see you know Bellingham come in instead. I know you're hyping on Henderson, but I no, think Bellingham. No, 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 no. I think I'm deservedly giving Henderson. Henderson, who's done nothing for a season, had one good season for Liverpool. No, that is that is bullshit. It is. It, that's not. That, bullshit. that is. Tell that is, that, uh, that is underplaying the the attributes, the you value can't of bring Henderson him in just because he's a leader. Like it's that's not. not that's no, not no, going to no. mean that we transition the ball. You know, quicker and faster. He's the same type of player. He's not. He's not. You're 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 understating the player. Henderson is in the team. He isn't just a leader. He brings that alongside the other qualities he has in the team. Saying, we, are you saying that if we bring Henderson into the team, that's going to that's going to we're going to suddenly look like a progressive passing, attacking, exciting football? I think it would help with the midfield. I'm not. No, I, I don't. I don't think that. But I think, especially with how crabby the midfield is and. We're taking less risks on the ball in the midfield. I think having someone like Henderson with that leadership, with that character, with that, um, with the know-how in the big situations, with his ability on the ball as well, I think he will motivate the other midfielders around him to make space. He does that a lot with Liverpool. We have yeah. more uh, creative and technical players around Henderson, like like uh, not, like and Fabinho, Thiago. But you need Henderson in that middle, orchestrating everything. I don't think it'll maybe, make a maybe. world of difference. No, but yeah. I would change up. For example, what have you played Bellingham and Henderson as the two midfielders instead of Rice oh, and Rice, um, and Phillips? Rice and, and you played like there. Grealish and give Sancho a go as well on the other no, wing, and then Foden in attacking mid. Mm. Change it all up. Give he it a go. Do. He, well, I mean, yeah, isn't that? You know, that, would be, that would be a more exciting team. Though. I think Bellingham and Henderson would give you more legs. They can do a little bit more going forwards mm. in midfield. And then you have, you know, change up the wingers. They've not been good so far. So give Grealish a go on the left, give Sancho a go. He doesn't like Sancho at all. He never well, gives him any chances. He's not, even, but, he's not even in there at all. But yeah. around Europe, they, everyone knows he's one of the best young players in Europe and Southgate can't, can't get anything out of him. I do, again, I do so. think we've got to be careful of how many young players we pop into a team... Um, into the whole team against, you know, in the Euros. Because, as you've seen with Foden, Mount, um, yeah, um, Foden and Mount, um, when they're not playing well, they, they start to go silent, you know, they're not, they need a character around them, someone, a, a more senior member of the team to really bring that game out of them. I wouldn't, if you chuck in a Sancho in there all of a sudden, or a Saka, and they start to, you know, uh, yeah, quiet. yeah, go quiet. Then you have a whole team like that. Mm. Rich James was a bit quiet yesterday as well. No, I, I don't know about quiet. What do you mean quiet? Like not talking? Or no, 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 no. Just his just performance really wasn't. But then everyone was quiet. Kane was the most quiet player on the pitch, and he's one of the most experienced player. I wouldn't just look at the young players and say they've been quiet. Everyone's been poor. No, but you know, it's funny because I know you were quite critical of Sterling yesterday. But the one thing I took from Sterling yesterday was he was still. He was still quite. He was still quite busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's still yeah, trying. Yeah. The one yeah, thing yeah, Sterling has been, yeah. been busy. He's been, yeah. you know, he's always. I felt like he's been trying. Yeah, and like, uh, I think that's that comes from being a, a senior member playing at the highest level. That he knows that this is his responsibility, and he needs to create things. You know. I mean, he was. He was. I mean, it wasn't a penalty. I don't think, but it was. It's like that in a game like that. Mm. You know, it's Sterling who you know just gets clipped on his foot and goes down. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's like Sweden had done in the in the previously that day. It's a dead game, like mm. an absolutely dead game. But they got a penalty and they won. And sometimes what? that's just what you need to scrape oh, through right, right, against right, right, Sweden yeah. against uh, whoever they played. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, I've, yeah, I've seen those penalties given. That's yeah, why I was like, well, yeah, if it's contact, then yeah. But, yeah. But, I mean, I, I guess there are still, I think there are still positives to take. Like, as you said, yeah. we're, we're, you know, against a big team, you know, other, other big teams haven't, you know, name me another, apart from Italy, there's no other big team that's really blown the tournament apart. No, no, you're right. But my fear is the way South, if Southgate will adapt. I, I'm, I'm, look, I think a draw and a win is okay for now, but against Czech Republic, he will, he will need to use his nouse and be like, okay, cool. We need some more creativity in the midfield. But I don't have the confidence in him to do that. No, if he keeps playing that two in the DM and plays the same system every game, which he might do, then... No, he will make changes, though. After that last performance, he will make a couple changes. He'll make I'm a couple sure. of changes. But again, it'll be, I think it'll be, it'll be personnel. And it may even, you know, we might even see a five at the back or something. Yeah. It's not going to be that... I don't think he'd do a five. I don't, think, I don't see why he would. But then I could see something like that. That wouldn't shock me. And that, but it's not going to. As in, like, what well, the, the what he won't do is is you know is play like a, you know a you know one sitting and two attacking midfielders. I guess I got something else to talk about. Do you think it was weird that he took off Kane but oh, brought on yes. Rashford as a yeah, striker? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that I do. Because he hasn't played as a striker in in ages. It's, and if you're Calvert Lewin, you'd be thinking like, why am I here if if you know I am I am literally your other option as a striker. He was the backup to Kane. And then when we actually need a goal, he takes off Kane. He brings on someone who's not played which, up front for Which, by the way, two didn't years. work. Which didn't work in the Croatia game. Because no. he did the same. So Kane, Kane has come off as, uh, in uh, seventy-something minute in Croatia. Yeah. And against Scotland, but that's strange. What I didn't mind about Rashford coming on, and this, I didn't want Calvert Lewin altogether in in the team. If Kane's not performing well, I don't see what Calvert-Lewin offers well, instead. He's an aerial threat, though. He, he's, he's got a really good lead point. But Kane is quiet. If, if Kane's not doing it, then I think... You, then no, but I think, I, think, I think the problem... when Kane, you know, world-class striker, if he goes quiet, you need to change the system. I don't... Yeah, yeah, I, wouldn't, I don't think you should take him off. Yeah, yeah you, I agree it's, with that. It's such, a, it's such a, like, we used to say this about Steve Bruce, such a dinosaur manager thing to do. Oh, my striker's not playing well. New striker, same striker though. Yeah. You need to change your system. No, yeah, the issue was, yeah, like you say, he didn't actually change up. The, the, the main problem was the system and he was just making like-for-like -like changes. Yeah, so of course Rashford's not going to do anything. The only thing I liked about having Rashford instead of Calvert-Lewin as a positive is he's just something a bit different. He has a bit more pace on him. But, but he, 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 he was quiet. Yeah, he was quiet. I literally can't remember what he did. I mean, Rashford, yeah. in the end, Rashford and Grealish didn't change the game. I mean, I'm not no, saying, you know, that's really hard to do, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't. Um... Yeah, just I don't think one, of any other takeaways. Well, one shout out to Gary Neville. Fucking hell. So he, he commented after the game that there was no problem with personnel or tactics. That's what he, that was his verdict. Well, what's the problem then? But yeah. do you know what? I think he has this, it is the bias of being in the England camp before. Yeah, it's that. And again, I've said, it's because he's friends with him. They were in the same team as each other. He's, he's standing up for a mate. And after the Croatia game, he was the one, when I say about pundits getting carried away, he was one, oh, we've got our most important person in the whole England setup is the manager. Like, you know, he, he's so crucial and, and we need to time down for three or four years. But after, after one win against Croatia, say all this nonsense, and then when he, when he comes up with a poor performance like that yesterday, he tries to deflect from any blame for the manager. Oh, it's not the tactics, it's not this, it's, uh, it's the players the are tactics. tired. It's, the, it's like, if he was talking about a top four Prem team that put in that performance, he would be slating the manager's tactics, mm. and he's not doing it. You have to ask why. It's because it's his mate. I'm sick of these these pundits just backing their mates in the media. 